we have discussed about sports cars supercars hypercars time after time on this podcast but very few times have we talked about motor sports and photography and spotting these cars he is someone who certainly knows a thing or two about motor sports and photography of these cars we have tried to break down his journey with cars with motor sports and photography on this episode of shift with motor drift so welcome vignesh bhai glad to have you on the podcast glad to be here glad to be here brother so the first question that i ask all of my guests is that um tell your journey of becoming a car guy describe your journey my journey of becoming a car guy you know uh, we have similar stories i would say so uh, when i was a kid uh, i used to go out with uh, my dadi and everyone and i was so fascinated by things moving on four wheels that you know i would just sit and watch these things go then later as i grew up i started learning about them uh, my fascination grew into a passion and uh, i went ahead with it uh, i pursued uh, education in this field and uh, yeah i now i'm so happy that i'm in this field and i'm doing what i like that's the thing it's pretty basic for me so like uh, what was that car that sparked the interest within you you know the car that started the whole journey of you becoming a car guy what was that particular car tell us about something the something about that car that sparked the interest within you you know the car that started your whole journey the cars i've been seeing uh, since I, since i grew up are, are not that special uh, but uh, uh i have an uncle who had a w124 so i grew up uh, riding around in that w124 and uh that uh, tristar on the hood just you know just did the thing for me and i mm. i got hooked to it and then i followed the journey then i went into uh, knowing about supercars and sports cars and i was set matlab hell bent on knowing more about them and that's how i ended up shooting them or talking about them or writing about them great to hear that how has your experience been with performance cars have you ever sat in one yes i have been around uh, recently uh, i didn't ride in it but mm-hmm. but it was a static display so i've been around in, uh, in some 991 uh, 911 sorry mm-hmm. 9 uh, 992 911 in avantage uh, but i'm yet to ride a uh, shotgun in one so I've been in many but I haven't gotten the chance to have a shotgun ride. No worries. I'm sure you will get some rides in the future. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Now give the audience an insight of the car culture at the place you live in. You know like are there any car groups or something of that sort? The place where I live in is uh, Ahmedabad, Gujarat and uh, we have car communities in uh, gujarat uh, we have our team bhp group and uh, i'm part of that uh, but uh, in an owner's perspective uh, yes there are some groups uh, where owners are connected to each other and uh, things like that but uh, we don't have that fancy garage uh, thing going on in gujarat right now we don't have you know a specific tasteful garage in gujarat so Uh, except for the one of uh, gondol uh, gondol's maharaja 
but mm. uh, that's a place far away from where i am right now so that's how the thing is here mm. now what's your experience has been as a photographer you know like when capturing these machines in a frame how is your experience been in that generally when i go out with some brands uh, people are very very polite and the vehicle has some uh, significant details that i like to so generally when i go out to shoot something uh, the thing i go in uh, with uh, is a camera i hold the camera in my hand and basically i just want to show people that you know these machines are made with so much details and generally when you see them fly by you don't uh, necessarily notice the things that have been put into it the small amount of uh, the small bits that they have engineered for the vehicle you see you have sh- uh, shift paddles that have been made of aluminum uh, then you have some details all around the interior the mm. exterior the brake calipers everything there are very minute details all around the vehicle as you would know and i like to capture those that's Great. the thing i go in with so when did this interest of yours you know like of started capturing performance cars you know like the pictures of performance cars started developing when was that time what was that time so i guess i briefly remember this uh, five to six years ago there was this show in in ahmedabad uh, back then i didn't have a camera or anything like that i still don't own a camera for myself but uh, I, uh, we had a new device in our family which had that camera and we we went into the show and uh, through my contacts and everything i was allowed to go closer to the vehicle and that is when i started noticing uh, there's so much more to the story than we've been seeing when this vehicle fly fly bus uh, fly passer so that is when i guess the spark ignited and i've been moving forward since then hmm Oh, well how happy are you with tesla coming to india with the model 3 i actually in reality i am very happy that tesla is coming because uh, it's one of those brands uh, i know it's going to be a completely built unit as coming into our country it's going to be priced uh, higher than what people would expect it to be but uh, they uh, them entering into our market is certainly going to uh, make some people do something against them in competition and which is what we need in our market right now we don't have a specific player who would go out and do things in that specific segment for evs so i'm very happy that they are coming in i ultimately want tesla to you know like set up a manufacturing plant in india so that the prices get lower and you know like uh, other manufacturers like ford and all you know they get some competition true true uh, i guess tesla is looking around for places in sanan gujarat nearby to me so mm. i am personally very happy if they are entering into our country and setting up their you know shop close mm. to me mm. they will first launch you know like the first completely built units and then if the sales are good then they will think of setting up a manufacturing plant yeah. so it all depends upon the sales yes. numbers let's see what happens man. we have a fair share of Mm-hmm. we we have a fair share of buyers who would go out and you know uh, consider tesla as the status symbol in ev mm-hmm. segment and we would get some sales i'm sure that tesla would bag in some sales mm-hmm. 
with tesla not being present in india officially you know like we are like we still have a few teslas a few model x's a few model s and they are yeah. coming up with a yeah. model 3 so if people can buy the expensive models the x and the s i'm certain that they will buy the model 3 as well which is like half the price of what the model x and the x cost exactly and uh, in india mostly we see manufacturers uh, selling upon the brand name hmm. and tesla is a very big brand name and it's been famous going all around making some news right now so they are surely coming in hot and i expect a lot after them what are your general opinions on evs as a petrolhead are you happy with evs or do you prefer ic cars more i the uh, the moment i hadn't had not experienced any evs i was uh, i was a bit like uh, we shouldn't move past ic engines but right now if you think about it the level of performance that they are bringing in at the prices uh, i think uh, ic engines will never be able to match up to those because not for us for pet, for us petrol heads we, uh, we think about the engines you know v8s v10s that those, sound those are the things that can yeah that sound uh, the power delivery the shifts and everything we think about that but uh, for general public uh, those 1.1 liter turbos and 1.2 naturally aspirated engines that uh, those are not the things you know mm-hmm. they would be happy driving around in mm-hmm. and in an ev the power delivery is so linear and instantaneous talk Pe- people would be happy having sitting in the in the driving seat of an ev that is what i think so it's a right right shift for a normal normal buyer you know what i think that evs make more sense in the affordable car market you know like the affordable segments like uh, the four exactly. the segment in which cars like the swift and the alto sell cause you know like that is the middle class segment of india and their chief priority is not performance they are not looking for that exhaust not a performance what they are looking for is comfort and reliability and uh, you uh, you know that even the slowest of electric cars are much faster than you know like their competitive ic cars in terms of acceleration exactly yeah exactly so they will get some fast cars as well which we as indians desire the, the most fast cars yeah they will get the thrill of the fast cars and uh, while it's not losing out on uh, you know kitna deti hai wala mindset yeah the kitna deti hai wala mindset should change yeah yeah mileage isn't everything safety mindset. safety should be given a higher consideration according to me exactly that's what i think but you know like uh, what the segments which i don't want evs to come in are the sports car the supercar and the hypercar segment like i think uh, uh, for that segment i would still prefer hybrids and not completely evs mm-hmm. i need i need an option to go on and drive on a completely naturally aspirated engine mm-hmm. you know we should not miss out on those engines mm-hmm. but, yeah you know like what i think is that hybrids are not being given enough consideration i think people are making the jump from ics to evs directly, directly. and they should have bridged the gap with hybrids and uh, they should have brought in more hybrids at a cheaper price that mm. is how transition should have been there right now what is happening is we have evs coming in hot mm. brands are ready to launch evs but we don't have enough infrastructure and people are you know uh, falling short of that and not buying evs mm. 
Hmm. So That's I think uh, hybrids would have been hybrids would have been a better option for our country to bridge the gap to EVs. Because hmm. it will take time for you know like people to adopt to these type of cars. We are not accom- ac- accustomed exactly. to you know like driving EVs on a daily basis. Exactly. Moreover, you know like if we see the uh, facilities these companies are going to provide, like they are saying that they are going to give wall sockets. and in india you know the parking conditions we don't have a own garage of our own if we park the car outside and there is a wall socket who knows someone might you know like just steal that wall socket away and run with it who knows we don't have the safety we don't yeah, have the infrastructure you yeah you never know what is going to happen in india yeah we But still haven't matured you know, as a consume I, consumers we still have a long way to go exactly the moment our buyers are buyers get more smart you know they should know what they want rather than going to a brand blindly mm. that is what i say do not do not get attached to a brand blindly think about everything before getting into a vehicle because that's a big big investment for uh, people like us pe- uh, mm. people in middle class family we are not the one throwing cash around and getting vehicles that we are eventually going to sell off and replace in yeah. few months or few years we buy one car and you know like that one car just goes on with the whole family so you know like that one exactly. car has to be good exactly it it matlab buying a new vehicle you should give some thought to it rather than going into a showroom and saying like acha which one is good you should just go into the showroom like that yeah or Do you know like research, ask around yeah or just focus on like which one gives more mileage which way, or like which one has more features not just these features exactly uh, people people are not judging uh, cars by you know the right set of features i i, I think because uh, i i've seen people go into the showroom and say uh, which one has sunroof i'm like mm-hmm. dude is that the first thing that matters to you because they don't look at some of the aspects that they should have thought of and that is how they end up getting a vehicle which has a sunroof but no safety or one thing and another sunroof you know has that a... cool off that show off element so they want to show off exactly. to their friends as well bragging yeah. rights mm-hmm. rather is it just doesn't make sense for me rather they should be you know like focusing on like uh, the uh the end cap rating of the car that if that car has more than 3 stars or not if the car would be safe for my family exactly. how much airbags does it have and all of those things safety first dude what are you going to do safety with the first. features if you're if you're going to die the next moment you drive exactly yes that's was that was my question to many of the people and they were like bro maruti is the best maruti is the best they're like the best I car indians can have them but yeah i didn't want to name maruti but uh, they really need to step up the game being a very big player in our country uh, i believe that you know they are one of the trend setters in our country and they have a fair share of market and whatever they do is going to reflect upon indian automotive industry so rather than fooling around start start giving people the products you know that that have brought you here rather than giving them shit products which you know they are going to buy eventually without because they don't have complete knowledge of what goes around in engineering them mm. uh, they should do a better job as a brand that is what i feel stay stay true to themselves 
rather than fooling others and selling their products hmm. but ultimately it all starts with the consumer you know like if maruti exactly. is selling those cars maruti is able to sell unsafe cars because customers are okay with unsafe cars if That customers at the, the first place you know like if they said that i am not going to buy a car with these number of stars and all with zero stars marutis won't be able to build such cars they will build more safer cars they, they need to push the brand to do better they need to push the brand to do better right now uh, you know like in terms of business maruti is doing great and you know like as you know companies are here for business not for charity so you know like when coming to business they are doing great but uh, if we talk about safety and all no they are not yeah exactly hmm. now um, let's um, focus on f1 because that happens to be one of your fav- favorite topics i guess yes yes of course so sebastian vettel will now be driving uh, will now be racing for aston martin and carlos sainz will now be racing for ferrari so what do you think is this going to be the start of a new era because of these driver exchanges with the driver exchanges coming in i'm really really excited to see sebastian be uh, in uh, driving a mercedes engine because this time uh, he is going to be at this in the seat at aston martin and uh, aston martin has a lot of potential Uh, as a brand they have uh, money uh, because uh, lawrence is at the top and uh, with carlos going to ferrari i feel uh, that was a right move uh, though many would ag- uh, not agree with me but uh, carlos has that technical knowledge uh, he he did it he did that for mclaren and i think moving ahead he can do the same for ferrari and uh, develop a go- good enough car if he is allowed uh, and not Uh, considered as a beta driver hmm. now what are your opinions on you know like manual transmissions fading away you know less than 2% of the car sales in us are manual and rest 98% are automatic so is the manual transmission on the verge of extinction uh the reason why they have a low number of sales is because they don't learn manual they just they just skip the process they just directly go to e, uh, automatic transmissions and be like yeah dude i know how to drive and they just only skip up on the part where they have to learn manual mm. so that is what's happening in those market but for our market i feel uh, people are expecting more comfort out of their cars and that is the reason we saw imt coming in uh, to the koreans and uh, i feel it's the right move for the people driving around in the cities mm. and uh, not looking for uh, that surge of power while going uh, going out of a traffic signal or moving around you know these transmissions are uh, not as never going to be as peppy as manuals mm. uh, if they are not dcts but uh, for for a decent power delivery for uh, efficiency in city uh, i think they do a great job they cater to people they need yeah hmm. when looking at the indian market uh, i think that manual transmissions you know like are still doing well but automatic transmission are on the rise and people prefer them because of that ease of driving hmm. you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. J- 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 like put the car in drive mode and go on and on you don't need to shift you don't uh, need to worry about upshifting and downshifting 
down shifting yes but you know i like the choice of being able to upshift and downshift or force the transmission to go into upshift or downshift into automatic that's a you know sweet spot wherein you can enjoy the automatic transmission and force the transmission to upshift and downshift whenever you feel like it hmm. but still i would always go with a manual as long as i have the option of going with one yeah Uh, manuals feel, are just another thing uh, manuals are great but you need a vehicle that can match up to those mm. not every time you would prefer a, a manual transmission uh, with some of those uh, some of the vehicles uh, i'll blindly go with a automatic transmission mm. and uh, i really appreciate some of those automatic transmissions like we saw porsche's pdk that's mm. a really 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 well built automatic transmission even the zf 8 speed auto auto transmission yeah though we have some uh, some people telling that zf transmissions are bit slower in shifting up and down between mm. the top top end mm. but overall they they do their job quite well for the vehicle segments there in yeah because every car can't have a manual you know like there are some cars like the ferrari f12 and the tdf they have you know like so much power coming in from the engine that a manual transmission won't be able to handle them so those cars need an automatic transmission need so, an automatic and they do a quite uh, well job with dct hmm. you know with a with a mustang or a gt500 yes you expect a manual because you want to play around with that vehicle hmm. uh with an 812 uh the class they are built in and the people driving around in that in those vehicles they don't need to play around in the way that people play around with a manual yeah cars yeah, like the 812 go, uh, are grand tourers cars like the 812 yeah. are grand tourers and the main focus in those type of cars is luxury and comfort and maybe a bit of sportiness that's exactly. all so the so in cars like the 812 nothing beats an automatic transmission but if you are just about you know like going around tracks in a sports car in a lightweight sports car like the bmw m2 competition nothing beats a manual 718 gt4 man 718 gt4 perfect blend of a manual power it's it's i feel it's the more usable power most usable power in a super car right now sports car for that mm. matter even the 911 gt3 flat six naturally aspirated engine GT3. it's my favorite supercar you know like 911 gt3 flat 6 naturally aspirated sounds great is lightweight 9k redline six speed manual transmission and it just keeps going on and on and on the sound and, is the best part and it man. can do a lot of stuff that vehicle can you know take most of your boxes and mm. being a being a 911 it can do daily driving a bit of daily driving if if mm. you live in a place where you can daily drive those Mm. and it has a decent amount of uh, character on road it has a great amount of character on road mm. and the presence the attention it gets the mm. you feel comfort when you're driving around you know the manual is not that heavy uh, mm. in gt3s you can go to track days mm. that's that's really a vehicle that you know that can touch uh, tick many boxes mm. and moreover it's a car you know like that knows to ha- knows how to uh, use that power efficiently it has about like 493 exactly. horsepower the last generation had 493 horsepower and uh-huh. it and it uh, 
what was the top speed about 202 or 203 miles per hour a car with 493 horsepower doing that kind of speed and even the 2022 you know like the cadillac ct5 it can't even you know like go above 200 miles per hour and it has about 668 horsepower so using the power mm-hmm. efficiently like more power isn't always the answer and that's the lesson i got to learn from porsche they make porsche cars with less powers and yeah exactly they, they have done it before and they engineer it so well it's basically you know like the, the mclaren f1 the mclaren f1 with 618 horsepower went on to do a top speed of 391 kilometers per hour that's how you use power efficiently exactly we don't see much manufacturers going around doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that is why i really appreciate porsche because they go around push towards brands some of the brands in the same group that they are mm-hmm. and you know making them it's it's more of a wake up call for other brands mm-hmm. sometimes when they come out with a new product and i appreciate porsche for you know like keeping the manual alive for such a long time they make some of and the best driver cars do it in a great way Hmm. Uh, I uh, when the 992 came in, uh, then uh, manual came in later after automatic, but they didn't charge uh, any extra bit for transitioning from an automatic to manual or anything like that. Hmm. You could just go in get a spec it with ma- either manual or either automatic, and that was a great move by the brand. Hmm. The current head freedom as to what they want. Yeah, the current head of the 991 GT3 project has said that. Till the date I am the head of the 911 GT3 division, the manual won't ever go. And he has been making cars from like 2001. Like it's almost been 20 years of him working on the 911 GT3. Yes, yes, I know about him. Yeah. So for keeping the manuals alive, Porsche has gained a huge respect from my my side. True. Uh. L- Lastly, a news came in that Porsche and Audi will be going back to Le Mans. So, are you excited for this? And what do you think? Who will win in Le Mans future race, considering the past of Le Mans uh, racing of both the manufacturers? I think both of them stepping into motorsports when some of the brands want to pull out due to uh, environment and everything is a bold move. First of all, it's it's a very bold move for them to step back into motor racing. but uh, it will take time for them to uh, come in and set up their shop but once they they are going i expect them in a year or two i expect them to contend for championships because mm. right now toyota has done a really really great job in the in that space mm. and what i think that uh, mm. le mans is going to get more viewership for sure because we all know the battles between porsche and audi at le mans And like Audi is the only manufacturer which I think that has actually you know the guts to go up to Porsche and say I'm going to beat you. Only manufacturer. Yeah, and <clears throat> them both being Germans, we know the fight is going to be good. Hmm. Germans versus Germans is the best thing ever. Yeah. Now recently Cadillac launched the CT4V and the CT5V Blackwing. Supercharged four-door sedans, six-speed manual gearboxes as standard. What are your opinions on them? I didn't read a lot about them, but I had a ton of messages coming in. You know, okay, have you have you checked this out? This thing came in. 
uh, I had my exams and things going on, so I didn't check out the black black wing or something. Uh, it it is called black wing. Yeah, if I'm the CT four V black wing and the CT five V black wing. CT four V black wing. Hmm. Yeah, uh, but you know, uh, I think for the American market and the prices that they are coming in with, hmm. it, it it seems like a bang for a buck product with the power and the uh, thing. But uh, I don't expect a lot out of fit, fit and finish in the product. It is mm. not going to be able to compete with the Germans. But we have to take note that Germans are more expensive than those. Mm. So yeah, they'll do quite good in their market, and we don't see them coming into ours. Mm. <laughs> as long as they are not stepping into our market, okay. Germans find you know that perfect balance between finishing quality. and the power of the car and americans are like more power more power more power more power like put it, uh, i like the dodge mentality wherein you know you feel a lack of power just get the hellcat engine and put it into any of your vehicles hmm. and they <laughs> feel you know like even not the lack of power if they feel that okay so we have to make the next generation of this car what we are going to do what is the first thing add a bigger engine <laughs> add a bigger uh, engine exactly. that's all they do They t- they made they the demon. They have the biggest engine in the industry right now, the 8.0. Mm. They made the Dodge Demon. Hennessy came and they were they were like, we are going to improve it. They did what? Add 200 horsepower more. They came up with the Ram TRX. Hennessy did what? Add 300 horsepower more. Add 300 horsepower. Like they are they are making crazy amount of horsepower from that engine, but. <clears throat> the amount of fine tu- they spend they don't spend much time on fine tuning their products and that is what i hate about them yeah. if if they spend decent amount of time on fine tuning their product they can really do well in other markets but they just stick to their market and you know go with their strategy and it works out well for them in the end mm. but if if they go up and do some things better they can uh, get into other markets with a great great product mm. and i guess you know like they need to focus a bit less on power and more to, and more on fit and finishing of the product because their engines are so yeah. powerful that the parts start to vibrate the car start to vibrate vibrate exactly yeah the car is not able to handle that much of power and they are like just give it more power just give it more power so Let's you know okay then put a bigger engine in yeah the car is the car is drivable for about 5 to 10 years and then after that the car just falls apart and if you look at the germans you can exactly. drive it for 20 years and still the bad the badge won't fade away that's exactly. the quality that's the get. thing that's the thing and when you sit inside uh, let's just say an e63 amg an m5 competition uh, you can really daily drive those things around you have an extreme amount of comfort you have Uh, quality materials inside you see aluminum here and there you see uh, carbon trims if you uh, optional carbon trims it is a really really well built product instead when you get inside of one of cadillac or a dodge vehicle you don't see any soft touch things you see hard plastic somewhere mm. uh, all that matters to them is power that they extract from the engine and i think they should part ways with that mentality and start doing better as as for a buyer in that segment but americans have the best thing of you know, like making proper drivers car they always you know like ensure Agreed. ensure that the car has to have a manual 
they always ensure it. Even the Cadillacs have them. Six six hundred sixty eight horsepower and the four hundred ninety two horsepower. Both have manual standards. That's the great thing about them. They have that driver focused mindset. But now that the drivers have evolved and we have new generation of drivers coming in, they expect more things out of the out of the product that they are getting into. They expect luxury. They expect uh, presence. They expect power. They have power, but they don't take all the boxes. Hmm. that's the thing hmm. and you know like if if i were in the market looking for a ford sedan i would rather go for the newly launched bmw m5 cs than go for the cadillac ctsv just because of that fit and finishing i did a poll on my instagram as well today and most of the people went for the m5 cs and i was like well that's pretty evident exactly we still don't have m5 lci we it's it's going to make its way soon to our country and i i expect it to sell in a fair share of sales that would bag in a fair share of sales cause uh, it doesn't really have any refreshed competition we don't mm-hmm. see new amg 63 or anything like that but germans are you know like shining in india in terms of selling performance cars that's True. the thing i noticed they they are they are bagging some numbers that you wouldn't expect out of them hmm. they are doing fair share the, even the m2 sold nicely in our market hmm. they price their cars saw, very well yeah they price them very well uh, they could price them better i'm hmm. not saying they do an absolute amazing job hmm. but uh, yeah we have people who can cash in for that those kind of products Hmm. Yeah. So, At the end of the day, the people who can buy it, they don't actually care about it. They are getting it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> We are the ones who are like, man, please lower the price. Please make it from two crores <laughs> to one crores. <laughs> the BMW M5 competition is uh, one of the best uh, um, super sedans in the Indian market. You know, like for just about one point eight crores, you are getting a four door sedan with six hundred thirty horsepower. I don't think any other car comes which close to it. You can drive around which you can drive around with family. It has a decent boot space and it can do track days. It has a good engine which produces noise. It it ticks many boxes. It has the level of luxury that you expect mm. out of them. It has looks. It has burnouts. Burnouts yeah, all has, day long. It has It can uh, do burnouts all and, day long. And that amazing X X drive technology. Mm. And you know it has that luxury comfort it's basically a car that is like it can do all the jobs of which one can exactly. desire you can just go in you know uh, like now if if i'm single even if a single guy would uh, a single guy would get that and a married guy would leave for that hmm. he'd be like ha i i cannot i can't get a supercar so let's just get a supercar in disguise hmm. M5 did a great job in selling in India. The AMG GT 63 S is, you know, like starting to gain some potential in India. Uh, uh, an AMG GT 63 S recently got delivered to Delhi, and it's like a muscle car. It's yeah, like I a muscle know. car with it's a four door sedan as well. What to say, man? That that is, you know, I'd say a sweet spot for many buyers. I've seen the GT sixty three S in person in in uh uh I don't know what the shade is called the dynamic blue uh, uh something something even but I saw it, it in the it, same shade at the auto expo. It, it, 
yes i i was at the mercedes stand at auto expo and they allowed me to check out the vehicle and that was a really really great moment for me too because it is a really well built product overall uh, the power that they have extracted from it the numbers does it, it gives great amount of numbers like 343 or something kmph as its top speed hmm. what, for a four door sedan you expect out of a four door sedan exactly hmm. and i was like well what would happen if the same engine is put in the amg gtr with a 630 or so or whatever has amg gts and gtr i don't know i'm i'm more of an sls amg kind of guy hmm. uh, but the amg gtr has been priced so well in india you know like it's one of the best supercars you can buy in india for just about 3 or 3.5 crores you can get an amg gtr with a roll cage i expected one for myself oh. i got one for 3.2 crores with a roll cage green calipers carbon fiber package everything customization options it's really priced well for our market and uh, we have uh, the new amg gtr uh, uh, pro coming in we have one or two uh, in order uh, an amg gt black series is coming in india as well one of the let's hope we get to see it yeah one of the folks who ordered a, uh, the limited edition svg63 ordered an as an amg gt black series as well so yeah, i wish to see the 765 lt from bangalore 765 lt would make its way to india because mclaren is ready to set up its shop uh, in mumbai or uh, somewhere around there and uh, mclaren also wants a fair share of indian market now so they are going to set up a sh- shop soon but because see mclaren has have, have started to gain some popularity from, in india moved away from <laughs> yes exactly we saw uh, many mclarens 570s is a 720s 270s mm. uh, come into a market via carnet and import so we have a 12c in india as well in the geo garage and it has a peacock camouflage it 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 has a peacock crap over it <laughs> national car of india uh, i would i would see that car and go like oh cop <laughs> james may say but uh, if i saw the entry of uh, the mclarens you know like the cars that they thought of bringing at what prices and the prices seem to be too much they are going to price the yeah, 720s sold. and the 765lt at about 8.68 crores and i'm like 8. dude yeah yeah and i'm like dude that's even more expensive than the uh, ferrari sf90 stradale yeah exactly and that is the I, I don't see most expensive ferrari on sale yeah at that yeah, price it won't sell they are going to sell at that price no no they won't because we have uh, uh recently i was discussing this with a person at aston martin and uh, we discussed that why is not why is aston not selling well in our country uh, that's because buyers are not making uh, parting ways with the mindset of showing off or stepping out of a lamborghini or ferrari for that mm-hmm. matter because the brand names have got traction in our market they represent a certain status mm-hmm. and i don't see people parting ways from uh, those brands Uh, when mclaren come in and at these prices i don't expect any uh, knowledgeable buyer to go out and buy those yeah unless the buyer is a mclaren fan boy or something like that 
yeah and they are not known for staying they are not known for their reliability whereas mm. with the italians though they have their bits uh, but uh, we have those services in india where and people are not driving around in them complaining about them mm. if mclaren can do a good job price them well and not bring the reliability issues to our country mm. they can sell some of them because you know the first thought i had when i saw the mclaren prices i was like they are not pricing it well and thus they won't be able to you know like the set up a good brand image in india because exactly. if they are stepping into the india you need to be aggressive in our market yeah and like i agree that the cars that they are selling like the 720s and the 765 lt are good cars but they are not even that good that one would go and go on and pay 9 to 10 crores for a single car it's not even that good exactly 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 so we uh, you can you know go out and get an aventador s for a cheaper price you can go around and get a pista or a second hand lamborghini the market is flooded with second hand lamborghinis why would you go get one of those when you can have a, a great a, a good if not better image than a stepping out of a mclaren and it's not just the image you get those you know like the lamborghini caesar doors and then comes and that sorry. yeah and then that magnificent and then that magnificent v12 engine so you know like do you exactly. get some things that are just better than the mclaren i would any day go for a v12 naturally aspirated italian v12 over a twin turbo v8 it's pretty obvious because anyways you are not going to shell out uh, the power on our roads so if you want to go look pretty <laughs> that's the thing uh, you go with an italian yeah a you pretty sensible choice for mclaren to set up their shop hmm. i think you know like they should first bringing some cars like the 570s and uh, and the 600lt maybe price them around the huracan and then see like how they perform they these are their base if cars they manage to bring in even if they manage to bring in 540c at a cheaper price mm. than uh, huracan i think that would that thing would sell great uh, and if they pitch it against uh, 911 in any sense it's going to sell really really well but they need to be aggressive in our market they can't just go around how they go around usually mm. they can't uh, bring their british pride with them into our market mm. in all of these supercars i guess the nissan gtr has just lost <laughs> nissan gtr the thing is they uh, now that it's being produced on orders we do, uh, last i saw a nissan gtr come into our market was a few months back but that thing was to uh, 2017 registered mm. if you want to get a supercar that is a big risk getting a vehicle that's been registered uh, back date mm. so we have some people who are going to shell out money on gtrs but they already have one of those hmm. and unless nissan doesn't go around build a new gtr and bring it to india price it well hmm. we people will hold on to their gtrs what i think is that nissan has you know like the gtr is basically obsolete now you know, like it's been in the market for like 11 years now and all all it has got is upgrade from power it has got from 480 horsepower to what 565 horsepower in india 
in 11 years yeah. in 11 years that's what you But get that's the thing yeah nissan needs to sit down uh, matlab they are bringing in the new z i don't know if it, it will make it its way to india but uh, they need to sit down uh, analyze their strategies and bring in the new uh, a uh, new gtr as people expect out of them they can't just sit around uh, prolonging the buyers because anyone would shift if you had the money in your pocket you wouldn't wait around for a new gtr to uh, make its way to your country yeah we desperately need an r36 gtr an r36 gtr yeah, we really need that soon they need to do it really really soon if they want to capture that market share cause you know like for some time it was good you know like they have that brand image they have that cult following of gtr from the r31 but there is a limit to everything and you know like the people people were like okay godzilla okay godzilla godzilla there was a point when people were like fed of godzilla and they was like give the godzilla an upgrade it's been in the market for 11 years exactly. godzilla has become obsolete so Now, give it a damn upgrade think about think about it from a buyer's perspective i have a old uh, let's just say i have an old gtr that's been around that's been in my garage for 6 to 7 years now i'm looking for a upgrade from a gtr to another gtr but i don't have a gtr in the market mm-hmm. so i am going to get rid of the older gtr and get into something new mm-hmm. and that is when nissan is going to lose lose some of its cult buyers mm-hmm. and moreover you know you don't get that customization option if you go to mercedes amg's website india right now you would see more colors than the number of gtrs in india more color <laughs> options agreed agreed yeah i went to nissan india website and all i i saw was two or three color options that's all i all i saw i was like no opt- no options for you know like the seat belts the carbon fiber package or something like that these little things together make the buyer more interested in the car true for the segment that they are getting into uh, the little details really really matter to them i've seen people quarrel uh, about uh, the interior bits like uh, can we get this in carbon fiber can we get this in uh, this this that so people really really nitpick when they are when they are getting into that segment even i would if 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 i had the money i would i would go in and spec it the way i want it to be not as com- uh, not as you know company wants me to get it you know you need uh, some personalization options at decent prices wherein i can get in and make myself feel at home inside a vehicle that i love yeah and when you go out in the market and you are spending 2.5 crores that's not a small amount in any way So you know like you want yeah, a car that is, that is worth 2.5 crores that gives you the attention the power the styling the comfort the interior the luxury worth 2.5 crores that's what you are looking for and Nissan managed to fail with the GTR Nissan GTR is uh, I would say on a similar uh, similar graph where Acura NSX was in other markets they had a good product but uh, they didn't price it well from the beginning mm. and it failed eventually it failed to capture the market because of its interior not giving that luxury feel not giving the market uh, buyer a full sense of uh, the money he's he's not getting what uh, the money he's spending 
it uh, in other markets i think the honda nsx was priced higher than a mclaren 570s Mm-hmm. and it, it really doesn't make sense to shell mm-hmm. out that kind of money and go around get a, a hybrid v6 rather than a twin turbo v8 mm. you know like it is one of these other things regarding japanese supercars which i think is that they provide you with a good a reliable engine the exhaust note is good the styling the is good it's customizable mm. the yeah the, the exhaust is, is good customizable and uh, you know like you get some good styling but the thing that is not good is the interior parts and the material they use on their cars they are so cheap even if you go into their supercar range true they they if, if they want to step up their game they really need to bring in better interiors uh, they really need to study the market mm. i i expect at least big brands like nissan and honda who who have big shares in other markets uh i i won't say about nissan but honda really had big shares in the market honda really knows what a customer expects out of them and when you go out build a supercar you want to give people what they expect rather than bringing in something like a plastic bits into interior which they are not going to like yeah because uh, like when some of the reviewers reviewed the acura nsx they were like that that is all there is hard plastic which you get on cars like the honda brio and all that is all they hated that is all all they hated uh, mm. they loved I, i personally loved the styling of acura nsx or honda nsx uh, mm. i love the styling the engine is great the modes of driving uh, allotted are good the power delivery is linear uh, good gearbox and <clears throat> what what wasn't good and what everyone pointed out was the interior quality mm. and <clears throat> that is something a buyer of that segment wouldn't just let go basically both acura and nissan need to upgrade their halo supercars acura nsx and the gtr and then you know like bring in with an, an all new start and then let's say who wins the market yeah let's see what they do i, I really don't expect much of nissan at, at this moment mm-hmm. because they're not doing well in our country uh, magnite is their last uh, they are they're hanging by a magnet right now mm-hmm. yeah so let's just see if it works out for them and they are still in our country i would expect them to bring in a gtr soon mm. nissan is not doing well on the global scale as well <coughs> mm. yeah yeah and they have been you know like repeatedly criticized for you know like not upgrading their cars even in, if even their trucks in the american market are like 11 or 12 years old and they haven't received an upgrade so nissan is pretty slow with giving an updates in their cars that's nissan the thing really that is ruining their brand even image in the us market even in the us market we saw them uh, shelling out nissan sentras and uh, those kind of products coming in with updates way later than people expected them to come out with so if if you want to stay in the market pick up the pace that is what i feel these brands should do hmm. by the way if you have to go between the nissan gtr and the acura nsx which one would you go with oh uh, if they are priced similarly similarly uh i i would go with the acura nsx same here i would go with the acura nsx uh, because there is a limit to the power that you can exploit in our roads uh, it has those supercar looks mm. uh, it has that uh, low seating position it has that hybrid 
hybrid technology mm. and you can drive it on ev and everything mm. so it is it is all around a modern product with a good design mm. it, uh, i i would i would just you know ignore the interior mm. focus on my steering wheel mm. it's, it's basically a porsche 918 on budget that's what people used to say it that's what i describe it it is people used to say yeah even i described it as as that exact thing and you know i expected re- that product to do really well and now that it it has been depreciated in the price and it's coming into a cheaper segment in in other countries mm. i see it making g- good sales in the second hand market mm. now it might be a really good time to market that product Yeah, now it might be a really good this time for folks to buy the Cure NSX if they if they want one, because the prices are low and one. people just want to sell them. So you can get one for yeah. like fifty or sixty thousand dollars. Ninety thousand euros was the was the last price I heard uh, for them, and it is it is way cheaper than some of McLaren's, some Lamborghinis, hmm. and it gives you that supercar look. and stepping out of an acura and six would make you feel rich hmm. considered rich and of course it will smoke all the supercars at the red light or maybe even able to keep up yeah. with them because it has that acceleration True. and top speed as well True. yeah you know ferrari since 2019 has been launching cars after cars you know we saw the roma the 812 gts then the sf90 stradal the f8 tributo So, do you think Ferrari is going in the right direction, or they are launching just too much cars? I think Ferrari is absolutely going in the right direction because we see, uh, we saw Aston pick up the pace recently when they brought in the new uh, Vantage, they teased the new Vanquish, they are bringing in Valkyrie, they have a uh, DBS, and yeah, DBX too. So we are we see uh, Ferrari making, uh, you know. wanting to cater other segments of markets wherein uh, uh people want to get a ferrari badge at a cheaper price they go with roma they want an open top experience they go with portofino and things like things like that we are, we, are, we would also see pursange uh, or purosange or whatever they are going to call that suv <laughs> coming into the market and you know they also want a share of that suv market because Urus is selling so well. Why would why wouldn't they want you know money into their pockets? Ferrari is doing good, I guess. A uh, few years back, uh, I was not happy with what Ferrari was going with. You know, uh, I still hate that they are uh, you know not parting ways with the older gen interior with the F8 Tributo mm. and everything. But uh, with the Roma and SF90, the things that they are doing is is really commendable. Mm. No, for a moment when they made the 48 GTB and then the 812, uh, I was like, I was really, man. Di- I was really disappointed when they brought in 48 GTB, because uh, that wouldn't make me sell my 458 and get into a 48 if I had one. Mm. And the 812 as well. I didn't feel like it was the perfect successor to the eight one to the F twelve. It is one of the best production cars available in the market right now, but that wouldn't uh, you know make me sell my older V twelve Ferrari and get into a new one mm-hmm. or any other V twelve from for that matter. Mm-hmm. What? But it is very defined yeah. as from what I hear. Mm-hmm. What I noticed is then when Ferrari 
you know, broke their partnership with Pinan Farina. They got a hit. I'm sorry. Yeah. So what I think is that when Ferrari broke their partnership with Fani with Pinan Farina, they got a hit. You know, Pinan Farina had made the yeah. yeah. In design language. Yes. Yeah, they had made the four five eight and the F twelve and the F twelve as well. I really love how the F twelve looks. I really, really love how the F twelve TDF looks. But uh, you know, I thought that after parting ways with uh, Pinin Farina, they did a good job with the F twelve TDF. But when they stepped in with the A twelve, I was disappointed. Initial impressions, I was really, really disappointed with the design. I, re- I didn't really like the front end. It did. It it just didn't do the thing for me. What A twelve used to do, or uh, a five fifty Maranello would do. Uh, in that matter, but people started liking it because of its dynamics and how it how it felt on road, <clears throat> and it is selling well. So who are we to say? But ultimately, you know, uh, it has a it had a V twelve. So you know, like I liked the eight one twelve in ways because it is one of the last V twelve cars that we might see on the road before the V twelve gets Indian exactly. desk. Yeah. It's gone. Engine. So I was like, and, okay, and the engine is really, really great. That uh, engine that they put into A12, and uh, I'm really looking forward to what they are going to do with F12 TDF successor with the A12 GTO or whatever they are going to call it. Or maybe but, A12 TDF. You know, that would be the last. Maybe A12 TDF. Let's see. But I'm really looking forward to that product, but because F12 TDF was one of the greatest engineering. Uh, Marvels from the brand. It's still uh, the Ferrari that I love. It still the most. is. <clears throat> yeah, F12 TDS is, is is one of the Ferrari that I would love for the rest of my life. Mm. I like we I like weird true. Ferraris, but I love beautiful Ferraris. True, 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 so true. Mm. So what Sometimes I think that I was a Lamborghini person, mm. but I shifted to Ferrari uh, while I started learning for about the brand. I got into the Lamborghini uh, by V12s only hmm. uh, for my fast because of my fascination for LP640 uh, Mercy. And then Aventador came in. Then Aventador came in, and you know the, they have been consistent delivering a good product. Though hmm. it has its own set of uh, you know cons, but I really really love how they shell out a product and uh, for the market that they are in. Hmm. So, what I think that it was a transition phase for Ferrari. They made some good cars like the four five eight, the four five eight Speciale, F twelve and the F twelve TDF. Then they went downhill. They made the four eight GTP, which was like so bland in design, and I didn't even like it. And then they made the four eight Pista, which I actually liked. Which I was like, okay, this might you know like bring exactly. in Ferrari some sales, because it was one of the most aggressive and Ferraris it, you can it find did. it. And it did. Four eighty Pista really brought in sales for Ferrari. And uh, when the four eighty Pista came in, mm. I was like, "This is what should have been the four eighty GTB in the first place." Mm. But and, that was not the case. Mm. And then came the eight one twelve. So I was like, "Okay, the F twelve's legacy has not been fulfilled successfully, but you know, like." The eight one twelve will do the business for Ferrari. Will do the business part for Ferrari. Ferrari it will yeah. sell because exactly. of that Ferrari batch. So True. after that, after that, what I think was that you know, like Ferrari start getting back on the track. They created the Roma. 
So ultimately, you know, Ferrari had sure. those beauty elements in their cars, like in the four, five, eight, and the F twelve. With the Roma, they brought in the beauty back. And exactly. even even the F attributo, you know, like looks beautiful, but some of their uh, the elements of the design are not good. Because Pininfarina is Pininfarina man. Design elements. Pininfarina was Pininfarina too. And uh, you know, when they brought in F eight, uh, I I made a dedicated post wherein you know I pointed out each and everything that you know I felt was from some other car. Mm-hmm. uh like the headlamps uh there is this part in headlamps where, where you know it feels like it's been uh, derived from something like a 720s mm-hmm. and uh some interior bits you know it it still feels like you're in a 458 inside and but overall uh, as a product i think that should have been the 488 in the first place either mm-hmm. the pista or the f8 should have been the 488 gt being the first place Hmm. But with Even Roma, I think that I can only see them going up. Hmm. Initial and impressions on Roma were like, why, why are they working with Aston? Like, are they, are they, do they want to bring in an Aston Martin or some sort? Hmm. Uh, but uh, when it, the design really grew on me, hmm. uh, the front and the rear, it, it just uh, blends hmm. in so well with the sculptures hmm. and the elongated bonnet. Mm. that is, it does the job quite well and you know the best thing about the design of the roma is that it's timeless you can put it on an ic car yes, and it, it will do the job timeless. you can put it in an ev yeah. and it will do the job you can put it on a rotary and it will do the job <laughs> yeah yeah it, it that's is, the design it is a beautiful design mm. i'm really looking forward to you know seeing one in person hopefully soon let's see mm. you so, have one in delhi Uh, recently that came in delhi ferrari delhi yeah ferrari you delhi go and check it out i will think man i will see my exams are going on so let's see <laughs> yeah you know and then they came up with the sf90 stradal and not going to lie the sf90 stradal is my favorite ferrari currently because of the engineering marvels that it has managed to achieve you know like it is a car with uh, 986 horsepower that's just one less horsepower than the veyron Veyron had 987 yeah. horsepower bhp and it has 986 so you know it is a car which has hypercar levels of performance at supercar price for a supercar level price exactly and the design is also radical something you not expect from ferrari uh, they have put in some time to fine tune the product from the learnings that they are been getting uh, from f1 i really hope they they didn't uh, took learnings from 2020 f1 cars Mm-hmm. of ferrari but <laughs> the product overall seems to be good and uh, uh, at 10 crores that is the cheapest 1000 uh, horsepower car i think you can get in mm-hmm. our country from factory mm-hmm. it's about 8.7 crores in in ferrari new new delhi when it came and the first sf90 stradal has been delivered in asia has been delivered to india in chennai india and in chennai yes yeah and you know i felt so happy that well we finally have a car that is like worth having hypercar levels of performance cause you know i at first i i was always like man we don't have an hypercar in india i wish to see one but then came the okay. 790 stradal before the economic uh, breakdown and you know the uh, dip in economy we saw uh, carrera gt's making their way into the showrooms of porsche 
in India. We saw Koenig Zeg once bringing in Agira RS. With Christian Koenig Zeg himself. Yeah, with Christian himself. So, you know, those are the times. Even Bugatti brought in the Veyron. But uh, I don't think our market is just uh, ready or in state to get any of those. Even I don't think they are in the state of getting some hyper cars. But they came on Carnet, the yeah. cars like the LaFerrari, the Aston Martin 177, and yeah, they nah. went back. Yeah. Yeah. And they went back. Even the Countach came for the first time in India as well. The original mm-hmm. Countach. But it was yeah. sadly on, you know, like, just for show full purposes. Static display, yeah. Yeah, just for static display. There was an engine start and I guess that was all. It didn't even drive. <laughs> no, it didn't. Hmm. uh you know like if you had to go between one car from the 765 LT and the AMG GT Black series which one would you go with and why 765 LT 765 LT is overall a well built product you know how much uh, i i hate mclaren for their reliabilities but the engineering feats that they achieve in a vehicle you know shedding out uh, around 80 to 100 kg from a vehicle that was already the lightest hmm. lightest in its segment hmm. 720s was really a uh, tough job for for them you know uh, studying engineering i know that how hard it is for them you know it's not like you know isko nikal ke chalo carbon fiber laga diya it is like yeah. it's not like that you need mm. to uh, think think it through you need to analyze all the forces that are being put onto the vehicle mm. and it's not not that simple to just shed out some weight of a vehicle uh, put an put in an engine that produces more power mm. uh, they had to you know go back to the drawing board of mm. 70s and uh, they redid the whole aero part and i i you know initially i was not happy with the quadruple exhaust setup mm. but now i feel like you know it 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 blends in with the aggressive character of uh, of the 765 and uh, from a person who really really loves the 675 lt I think seven six five LT would would do great. Mm. And you know, like uh, often as we as you know, like reviewers and enthusiasts criticize the those elements that why the quad exhaust, but really the engineers know the reason behind you know like those things. Ah, uh, your your voice is broken. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying that you know, like as as enthusiasts. we criticize manufacturers for like you know like mclaren putting those quad exhaust and all but the engineers of the original car know exactly what went into it and you know like what, what it took doing. to make that car true, and true, the, so true. yeah and the amg gt black series moreover you know it sounds like a diesel truck or a vacuum cleaner man i didn't even like the exhaust of it and you know like AMG that was the moment i was like the black series I think it, it it is not it, it is not built for you know it doesn't take the legacy what SLS Black Series brought in and it is not a real deserving Black Series product it is just meant for the track you know you, they should have made it a limited track edition product and went ahead and made it more radical mm. <clears throat> but I don't really like the platform the design and. Uh, what they have done with the car it feels like you know amg gts has somehow been in an intercourse with gt2 <clears throat> rs or something and this is the product hmm. 
now the final question what's the future of high performance cars according to you where will the hypercar and the supercar world be 10 years from now 10 years from now it will be completely electric as we all know about mm-hmm. it but uh, uh, in the recent developments uh, i am looking forward for the aventador replacement that is going to make its way in a year or two mm-hmm. and uh, the new uh, the last of v12 uh, the a12 gto and uh, and the uh, pro, v12 products that we have cuz those mm-hmm. are the last uh, you know uh, engines that we'd be able to cherish mm-hmm. uh, the v8 are going to stay into our market uh, being electrified v6 are going to be mm-hmm. uh, things that replace v8 mm-hmm. moving forward uh, cuz even ferrari is trying to bring in uh, twin turbo v6s with electric motors at the rear mm-hmm. and we also have uh, uh mclaren artura or uh, mm, yeah. whatever they are going to call it uh, with that same thing so that's the thing uh, last you know flies of the holy grail uh, and after that everything is going to go v ev and things like that <laughs> yeah man i don't like that ev era but you know i will try to you know like gather up some engines as, at least so you know like i can grab okay. some electric cars later and swap them later <laughs> that's yeah. what i plan to do ls swap him you know get a tesla or something and put in a big as v8 into it hmm. make a hot rod out of a tesla let's see hmm. <laughs> and then you know like wave the environment lists yeah I, i would get a if if i was living somewhere outside of our country i would get a number plate saying hello greta or something like that if i if i go around and swap a tesla with a v8 mm-hmm. so man do you have any parting words for the audience you know drive safe uh, and uh, to the people who really like supercars and have been around them don't worry you can find your way in, in mm. into one really soon and the car would find its way into your garage because mm. depreciation okay it's going to work in mm. your favor so you know keep your head down keep working mm. the cars are going to come and go but hold on to the things that you're going to like uh, like specific cars you know not everything in our market is worth your time so look around for what you like be specific for what you want be a smart buyer choose well mm-hmm. that is all i want to say great message man so bye that will be a wrap for this time thank you for being on the podcast it was great yeah. to have you and it was it was my honor to be here thank you man bye for now thank you bye cheers